windows, lock your doors, keep your loved ones near, time is running out, it's here for fear! <laughs> Thank you for joining us, this is Ear for Fear and I'm Donovan. And I'm Rick, and today we're going to be talking about 2003's A Tale of Two Sisters. Okay, I think it's important to discuss the plot of this film right at the top. This movie can be quite confusing. Um, there's two sisters in the film, uh, Su Mi and Su Yen. Um, they have a pretty close relationship. Uh, the father is uh, in this movie as well, as well as the stepmother. Um, the stepmother seems to have a pretty complicated relationship with our, our main sister, uh, Su Mi. Um, there's a lot of tension here and we'll find out very shortly why that is. Um, if we, uh, uh, take it from the, the very, very top and what we don't see until the end of the film, it is important to discuss this now. So we have context for everything else in the, in the movie. Um, Yoon Jin, or I'm sorry, the stepmother, uh, Yoon Ju, uh, is kind of responsible for the death of, uh, Sumi and Su Yen's actual mother and for the death of Su Yen who is, in fact, dead throughout basically this entire film. Um, so the animosity between these two characters is explained right there. We also find out that uh, most of the film, uh, Yoon Ju, is actually a, uh, a manifestation of Su, Su Mi's um, multiple personality disorder, or I'm sorry, uh, disassociative identity disorder within this film, along with uh, Su Yoon also being a manifestation so this one character is essentially fulfilling the personalities of three characters. Two of them are real, but we we don't actually see the real characters until later on in the film. Um, up until then, it's really just uh, one character. Uh, essentially, I would say going through reliving trauma. Yeah. Um, uh, the father is aware that there's an issue. He doesn't quite know. What do you think, Dad? Yeah, he he's. Uh, is he totally aware of the personality disorder? I, you know, I think he is, and I think that's where those. Um, I think where the pills come in. It's. I think he right. knows of it, um, and uh, he just doesn't know how to deal with it. Which is a uh, fair fair thing to say because i'll I, I we're not experts in this field either i don't think we would know how to deal with it or even no. necessarily how to talk about it but we do want to bring it up for context um this is not something we have any experience in and no. we'll kind of leave it at that um i as a, a as our own opinions for how it's portrayed in the film as a filmic device it seems to be working quite well yeah um as to how this is for actual uh people afflicted with uh, disassociative identity disorder. And I'm not sure if the word afflicted is a strong term there. Yeah, probably we're, not. <laughs> we're not exactly sure how accurate this is. Yeah. But it does make for a good movie. Um, so the the bulk of this film is actually um, sort of the manifestation of one character and her dealing with the trauma of the loss of her real mom and her sister um, and how that's... Uh, affects the relationship with her father and with her stepmother. Um, one quick thing 
that's also very important. The real mom died as uh, as a result of the the, the stepmom and the the real and, and father's engagement. Um, so the mother is terminally ill. Uh, I, I suppose uh, the father and the real mother get separated, but the, the the real mom is still being taken care of by an in-home nurse who it will be the stepmom. And that leads to the, the, the real mom committing suicide in the room of uh, the dead sister. And uh, that then leads to the sister's death who, you know, in her panic tries to get her mom off of the noose in, in, in an armoire. Yeah, like and a then war- she gets crushed by the armoire. Yeah, wardrobe is that what it, they call it? A sure. Wardrobe. Yeah, same. It's it's same like a thing. closet yeah. that's a that's yeah. furniture. Yeah, it falls on top of her. Yeah, and then uh, the stepmom has an opportunity to save them by calling for, or I'm sorry, save the sister by calling for help. The mom is already dead at this point. Yeah, um, but she does not because uh, the alive or what, who will be the alive sister, Sumi essentially gives attitude to the stepmother. Yeah. And so the stepmother then lets um, the sister die. Yes. And that happens at the end of the film, but it's important to establish the context because this movie is quite confusing, um, not knowing the backstory. This is one of those movies where you kind of open it up um, one piece at a time and get the full picture. Yeah. Um, but uh, we want to be able to talk about this movie unencumbered without having to jump around back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the bulk of it. Am I missing anything here? No, I think that's I think that's plenty. Having explained the film or uh, trying to explain the film uh, right at the top, Dad, I know this is a movie that I picked out. Yeah. I believe this is the first movie I picked out or did. No, I picked out Dead Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, this is a movie that I have I was familiar with vaguely watching it for this podcast was the first time I had watched it. Same with me. Um, You know, we had. I, I know there was an American remake of this back in what two thousand nine called The Uninvited, which I I saw and I just completely forgot about it because it wasn't that good and it was very uh, forgettable. Uh, how do you think that compares with this one? I, you know what? I saw it one time. It once was plenty for me. I felt I wasted an hour and a half of my time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that would have been probably around the time it came out. Well, I, if I remember, I think I saw it on. Uh, I rented it, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever it was, you know, 10 years ago. And it, and it just, I, I, I didn't even know, first of all, that Tell Two Sisters and, and was, you know, the, you know, the, the Korean version and then Uninvited was the, I didn't even, I didn't even know this. Well, this movie's an hour and 50 minutes. Do you feel like you wasted an hour and 50 minutes no, with this movie? No, I enjoyed this movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like this movie, but like you said earlier, it's confusing. Um, I also, and I kind of feel that I'm pretty good at following, especially horror movies and what's happening. And I was, I was a bit confused or what was going on here because I felt some stuff was just unexplained. And I found myself after watching it and I liked it. 
I'm like, I'm like, uh, I jumped on, I jumped online as well. And, and, and some stuff started to make sense as, as I was reading it, but a lot of this stuff isn't explained. There's, there's plenty, there's a few things that are pretty important that aren't explained explicitly in the movie. And I'm not sure if there's a culture divide, if maybe we're supposed to n- know some things maybe, or if this is just maybe. a problem with the film. I'm almost leaning towards the latter. Uh, yeah, it's um, possible. Because the, the mom is terminally ill. We don't actually know that. Um, we actually don't even know that uh, the stepmom is a nurse. Um, no. I Maybe by her outfit we're supposed to be able to tell, but I'm not familiar with nurse garb in Korea. Yeah, I mean, I think what... You know, about half, about I don't know, about forty-five, fifty minutes in, when they start, when they, when they're going through the, um, where uh, uh, Sumi, the the oldest sister, uh, finds the, um, she goes and gets her mother's things out of their, out of their warehouse. I think that's on the property. They call it a warehouse, but to me, it was. Spring. It looks more like a greenhouse. It or just something. looked like a greenhouse, like some rundown greenhouse with stuff in it, and they're going through the stuff, and she's she's finding old fo- photographs and necklaces and stuff like that, and then you see, you see the stepmother in it. And you see she's standing there with with doctors and she's in her her nurse garb. Um, so, yeah, at that point is really when you you kind of can put it, you know, it together that that she she was a nurse. But we don't know she was the nurse that was taking care of the mother while the mother was deathly ill and she was essentially dying. Right. Which is, yeah, it's just. I agree with you, too. I feel like this is something that could have been explained a little bit more explicitly towards the top of the film as opposed to the very end. Yeah. Um, I don't think that ruins the movie at all. Um, I think that my biggest concern with issues like this in film is it maybe takes the, the viewer out of it for a bit as they're trying to keep up with the film. That yeah. works for a lot of movies. Let's say like your inceptions where the yeah. fun of the film is yeah. piecing everything together. But for a horror film, it might not work because you're maybe taking them out of the creeps and the scares. Cause you're thinking too much. Yeah. When you're trying to understand the, the relationships of the characters. Yeah. Um, and this could have been fixed quite easily. Um, maybe I will say that this film is very seeped in uncomfortableness so I, maybe it's to the movie's credit that they're making us think so hard because I yeah. will say when watching this movie, I felt an un- uncomfortable almost the entire time. Did you? I, I don't think I, I did a little bit. I, there were some stuff that I felt uh, at times was a little uncomfortable, but no, well, not, not the, the, the dinner not scene the, in particular. That one was intense. Like the, the lady has a seizure <laughs> almost out of nowhere and it's anything. Yeah, what? Okay. So what do you think caused the seizure? I, I was don't, it just, it's, this is another thing of those movies where it's just not explained. And I, yeah. it, to the movie's credit, it doesn't need to. I mean, cause the, her husband went to grab pills. So, okay. Then this happens to her, but at, at originally it was, it seemed very surprising to him that it was happening. So that's what, that's what puzzled me. My, now that we're talking about it, I think it has to do with uh, the fact that this house is haunted. Yeah. That's you, what I think. You too. know, yeah. Uh, a lot of movies seem to have this idea where, you know, the the house or the, the place where something traumatic happened as a source of trauma that is then sort of bringing out a manifestation of the trauma towards yeah. its inhabitants yeah. or even yeah. guests. Yeah. You even see this in movies like Western movies like Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I actually think that maybe it has to do with the death of the mother and the death of uh, Su Yen. Um, yeah. maybe triggering her seizure. The movie doesn't explicitly say no. that. In fact, this movie explicitly doesn't say a lot, 
but we do see who I, I think we're supposed to believe is a sort of like a crispy version of Su Yan underneath the, uh, yeah. the the sink. You think who that's who that was? I think that's who it's supposed to be. I think she's supposed to be rotted, but she definitely yeah. looks like burnt. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I mean, we also see her on the dinner table, yeah. and there's no other. Yeah, dead where girls. she's where. Yeah, where the where the step where the I think we're, are we getting, we're jumping we're jumping we're just, forward. To, we're, let's jump all over the place. Let's jump with all this over movie. the place. Okay, yeah. so I think yeah, that would I I actually enjoyed that part a lot because um, once once I believe it was an um, it was her her uncle and then his wife and once they left after the seizure. And and then they're driving in the vehicle, and uh, he's asking her if she's okay, and she says that she sees a she saw a figure underneath the sink, that kind of creeped me out. Now just talking about it, my hair's kind of stand. I love stuff like that. That stuff I love because because were we able to see the figure when she was on the ground? having the seizure or there's there's two shots and on the second shot i do believe we see we her. do see it but i'm i wanted to go back and pause it to see and i didn't i wanted to see if we could see it because that's the stuff we've talked about this in the past i love stuff like that where it's almost like this uh it's this it's this shot and it could be it's a dark. Let's just say, you know, for instance, uh, the, the the conjuring comes to mind, where the girls are in their bedroom and they 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 think they see a figure in the corner, and it's like this slow kind of shot where maybe it's coming a little bit into focus, and you think you see a figure. I, I don't I don't remember if that happened here. Now we definitely see it on the second part, which was creepy. Yeah. I, I, I love little stuff like that. The more we talk about horror movies, the more I kind of, especially the movies we've talked about so far, the more I'm realizing that a lot of horror doesn't work for me. So this podcast is almost like uh, me realizing what works uh, works for me in a horror film. And I've already discussed that things being where they shouldn't be is very, very gnarly for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't handle that. I think another thing that gets me is... Um, this idea of having to face um, something that you're trying to run away from, but uh, the machinations of your life or your brain, or let's say this, in this case, the house and the ghost yeah. are forcing you to relive. Um, and this is kind of, uh, in, in filmic terms, this will just be the camera forcing you to stare at yeah. something you don't want to look at. For me, that's the mom uh, in the bedroom uh, sort of crawling on the ground and then floating <laughs> upwards onto the bed, you know? Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. Just the movie's forcing me yeah. to look at it when I don't want to. Yeah. Same thing with the girl, or who are, we're going to assume is uh, Soo Yeon, yeah. underneath the sink. Just the idea that a, a, like a, someone that shouldn't be there is yeah. there and just been there this whole time yeah. and is causing, you know, like maybe a seizure for someone that hurts me too. Yeah. Um, and it gets into that idea of hereditary, which I believe we've talked about on we this have. podcast yeah. and the conjuring where the camera is forcing you into a confrontation. And yeah. for me as a very non-confrontational person, that scares me to death Yeah, where it makes me do it. Um, <laughs> so like when it comes to the actual scares and the creeps of this movie, I found it very effective. I found myself yeah. uncomfortable through pretty much the entire film and when the movie was turning on the scare button, that I was genuinely, like, genuinely creeped out. Yeah, and I don't, and there wasn't a ton of scares, but there was, there was enough scares that, um, 
you know, I, I felt it was, it was just, it was, a, it was a good amount. They didn't overdo it. Like some movies, they just, it's, it's this constant, you know, this constant, I don't know, <clears throat> these types of, um, and we see them in a lot of certain types of movies. Like I can think of, uh, you know, like Shudder was one, you know, uh, you could say the grudge or ring or Ringu, you know, that it's that, it's that, it's that character. It's always, it's, it's normally a woman, a uh, pale skin, long, long black hair. The hair is usually in the eyes and we've seen it a ton of times, but it's very effective. And, and from, and I think what I read or I heard, it's, it's, it's a very common, like folk tale. Whether it's, you know, whether it could be, you know, say Thailand or, or, or you know, uh, Japan or in this instance, uh, you know, I think it's the South Korea. Um, it, this particular story was it was a it was a Korean folktale and it's been done several times over the years. Oh, uh, you see this a lot. It, you, you can do. see it in video games, too. Yeah. And and this particular and I, I won't even try to pronounce it, but this particular folktale, um, you know, it's gone back. I um, I was looking at this. They did a 1972 movie that was very similar to this. They changed the story up, of course. Can you try to pronounce the no, word for me? I'm not and trying. Then I can probably no, fix it. I'm not trying to pronounce it's it. It's not at all. Sh- Shinigami, is it? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not even going to try. And, all right. And 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 for anyone out there, we apologize if we're we're butchering some of these words because I know our our two main characters are. Is are, it, what about Monogatari? No, it's not that. Damn. It's, it's Those like, are like some of the two Japanese words no, I know that have to do with like yeah, no, I'm ghosts not even, and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to try because okay. I, I don't even think I'd even get it close. But what I read was um, that it's it's uh, it's based off of a book, but it's like, oh, yeah, it's a Korean folktale. And they've done this several times over the years. There's probably anywhere from six to eight types. They're not like remakes. Everyone takes, you know, it's it's like our fairy tale, you know, and we, they take it and they, they, they change it up a little bit and, and put a spin on it and that's what they did with the tale of two sisters now are all these stories sort of centered around like a traumatic death and then yes that, I, like um, the, the ghost of that person then coming back to an act revenge because that's kind of what's happening yeah here too. a little bit there is some, some uh, what i read um uh, was you know one particular story was a um you know the mother the mother dies uh the father remarries there's two there's two daughters of course the stepmother hates mm. them uh, the, they, you know, the, they, uh, the father has money and he wants the girls gone so she can take it over. Well, what she does is she, um, her and the father have, uh, kids and they have three boys and the, and the boys essentially kind of, uh, reshifts the power. And so she feels that now the girls are kind of slowly being pushed out. And so now, Hey, Hey, you got three boys here. These boys are going to carry on the name. And so the girls kind of, yeah, that, that's what I had read. And, it, and again, it's, it's, it's a super, it's a super cliff notes version of the story, but, but this is a story that has been done for a long time in several different movies. Um, but again, they changed, they changed it up again. There was one I was reading, it was 1972 and, and it was two sisters and, and it's so, so they take, so they take a, they take the story and then they kind of put their own little spin on it. And that's what we're seeing in this one. Yeah. I didn't know that. I find it, you know, that's always what's cool about, uh, going into a different culture Yeah, as a, you know, as a Western audience here in the States, we're not familiar with this type of stuff. No, not at all. So I actually kind of love the fact that this is like an age old story with a little twist on it. Yeah. That's then introducing me to the fact that this is an older story. Yeah. You know, with history on it. That's yeah. awesome. I kind of want to check out other stories. In this, I, I in know this I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this movie is, I, I find, genuinely creepy. Um, I've already talked about two scenes that kind of get to me. Um, now, you say you don't remember much about The Uninvited, 
Um, no, I'll be honest with you. I don't. Um, if if I if I had popped it back in, and, and maybe watched it on on you know on on I don't know DVD or or one of the streaming services, it'd probably come back to me. But I, I I'm glad it didn't because I wanted to go into this and I didn't want to I didn't want to know a, a lot about this when we went into it. Um, well, my point is, is that there are parts of this movie that are going to be hard to scrub out from my brain. Yeah. Um, like for me, it's the, uh, the big old potato sack that's just all bloodied up. Yeah. That one, that one confused me a little bit as well. There were a lot of things like that, that really confused me. And I, I mean, let's, let's try to go back a little bit. So we, we know, we know that, uh, there was a, a tragedy. We know Sumi was, was in a hospital. Um, she gets out of the hospital. She comes home with with her father to this house, and it's really what it's out. It's out in the country. It's out in the country, and it's size, sizable house, I guess. It's, it's not like a mansion or anything, but it's a good sized house. Oh, uh, this for me, this is a mansion, this is a mansion dude. to you. <laughs> yeah. See, when I think when I think mansion, <laughs> I think of uh, when we watched uh, Hell Night. Yeah. And you know, I feel th- it. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think but, uh, mansion. But I'll, this I'll, was a sizable house, but it was out in the country, and it had a lot of land and stuff, but. It didn't. It didn't appear to be this this lavish home, though. It, it, I almost think it, I I disagree. There's yeah. wallpaper all over the the place. They I want to I want to talk about the wallpaper. They have know, an yeah. indoor indoor greenhouse. They have what's essentially yeah. a, a crap ton of land with a yeah. bunch of like ponds and water. They've got a a dock oh, and a they, wharf. They did. Ha- yeah, the dock was like was, yeah. like. This family doesn't look like they're made of money, but it seems that they do seem to have some sort of established wealth. Because this is like, even if we go back, let's say this movie takes place contemporary. Let's just let's just say it takes place in the year it came out, so two thousand three. Yeah, that's that's a ton of shit for one family to own. You know, yeah, no, I mean it's true. I I think also to be able to like afford an in-home nurse and just have like constant doctors all the time checking on your dying wife or ex-wife. That's crazy. Yeah, that was yeah. And then the whole uh, so and we'll we'll get to some of the stuff that I just felt was just not cool. Um, There's a lot of not there's not a cool stuff in this. And yeah, and and so this movie is going to be kind of hard for us to talk about. I'm already thinking of one scene that and we're going to jump around a lot with this one. I, I I think it's probably best if we do that. Um, you know, when, when, when Sumi gets back from, we know she's, she's supposedly better now. She's, she's back from the hospital. They get home, you know, uh, she doesn't get out of the car immediately. The father has to come around and knock on the window, you know, Hey, are you coming? Eventually she comes out and then a little after that, her, her, uh, her sister follows her. Um, yeah. And and I know we're pronouncing this wrong, but. Is it Su Yun Yin Yun? Su Yun. Let's just say Yin, and I know we're making. Or I know we're, I know we're saying it wrong, but we're just for the sake of this, we're going to say Sumi and Su Yin. Uh, Su Yin is the younger sister. Sumi is is the older sister, and she's the one that just got out of the hospital. But immediately, and look, spo- spoiler alert! Immediately, I knew right away. I knew. <laughs> We've I, I talked about the movie. I know, but I knew. <laughs> I, I know just in case. Just in case they skip past the the the, the plot and the synopsis. I knew immediately we're looking at a ghost here. This this Big just Big old detective dad over yeah, here. Yeah, well, like, you know. Well, if if you've seen a million movies, which like, yeah, we'll you just you kind of get used to the language of film. Yeah. So and you've seen stories like this before too. I have. When the dad is only obviously talking to one of the sisters yeah. and then the sister doesn't interact with anything, she even comes out of the same car. You're getting clues like already that might be Yeah. 
be ringing a bell for someone who's seen a bunch of ghost stories before where, yeah. hey, spoiler or twist alert. Yeah. This person is dead. Yeah. 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 So it, I was yeah. getting vibes for that, too. Yeah. I was just like. But the thing that throws a wrench in everything is the fact that the stepmother <laughs> yes. recognizes both sisters. Both sisters. And yeah. you're like, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I I, knew I wasn't wrong because I just my gut was, you know, m- my spidey senses were going off. And they're like, nah, I'm like, no, nah, nah, this is definitely a ghost. But can we know weird stuff is going on in this house? Is this can the stepmom see both of them? And then we also know that the stepmom is taking pills at Ex- some point. Exactly. And the so father maybe, yeah. yeah. The father even says something. I you know, we see him on the phone constantly. Yeah, she's not doing well, this isn't going good. And it's like, okay, you know, are these are these pills that he's given the stepmother, are they, you know, does she does she start seeing things and is she hearing things and because she makes a uh, she makes a uh, I think when they they first sit down to have dinner she, he says uh, she says something about um how she wants to invite so and so over the, you know the um the girls uh you know the girls would love to see them or vice versa and I'm like okay and there was really not much reaction to the father so in my head was like oh you know he's thinking uh oh, damn she's She's getting a little. Uh, she's getting a little wacky here. Let, let me make sure she takes her pills, and he makes it a point to give her that right after dinner, you know. So, so yeah, I was like, well, she's definitely a ghost. But hold on a second, his mom's seeing both of them, and that's what that's what threw me off a bit on it, you know. So we see there's that. I mean, we we know we know that the two sisters are close. Uh, Sumi is definitely the protector of of Su Yin. We even see it at the, and I don't know if you caught this, but when they when they first got home and they went out to the dock where the water was, there was a, a quick shot of, of Su Yen's shin. Did you see that? She it, The shin was bruised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, it was super faint. You don't really think anything of it, though. You no, think kids no. are kids. You think kids are kids, yeah. you know? But then it comes into play, you know, later on. Yeah, again, our, like, little film logic brain should be, like, this is there for a reason, like yeah. every other thing in yes. frame. Yeah. But you don't think about it in the moment. No. But it is just another one of those smart little subtle hints that this film is laying down to sort of hit you with that revelation at the end that she died in a traumatic way by being crushed by a, a wardrobe. Yeah. 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 But when, so when, you know, when Sumi finally get, comes in the house and she's she's looking around and she's kind of checking out the house and then she goes up to uh, uh, Suyen's bedroom and I, I now I don't, did you did you catch this? I, I I don't know if they explained it, but you know she she was looking around and then she saw the she went into the closet and it was literally thirty dresses, but they were there was only two of them really. There were all there was like fifteen of the same dress and fifty you know. No, it was basically the same outfit. One same, was a top and one was a skirt. Is that was that what it was? Yeah. It looked like it looked to me like two like two dresses. But, but like I said, uh, one was like maybe blue, one was green and they were the same floral pattern, which is, which is interesting here because if you, if you pay attention through the course of the, of the movie and the home itself, all the wall pop, wallpaper was very similar to those, to those, to that outfit or to those dresses. Mm-hmm. I would almost say, um, exactly the same. And, but I, did they ever explain the the dress situation other than no and what's funny is uh, sumi doesn't 
really wear. She wears mostly solid colors, if I'm remembering right. She does, but but we're talking about Su, it was Su Yen's room, so it would be Su Yen's closet. And now, of course, we know, mm. you know, we don't know this, but you know, we do know this, but we don't know this that you know Su Yen's dead. So, you know, so but we think you know people, uh, you know, kind of think that oh maybe she's alive, um, and so. Hey, what are you doing in her closet and why are all her clothes different? But that's also uh, Sumi talking to herself. She is. But we again, we don't know this until later <laughs> on. Right. Sure. I mean, so it's, you know, so we don't know this until almost at the very end of the movie. You know, um, now going back. Sure. It makes I guess it makes some sort of sense. And in the ending felt to me, it's like there was like almost like three different endings for this. That's that that kind of. It's not that I didn't enjoy it because the 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 the, the, the very almost last scene I, I really enjoyed and I and I got it was just it was very sad, but um, there was like almost two or three of them and it just felt like it was too too many too many things happening. You know what I mean? It's like it's like throwing a throwing some sort of climax and then another climax. It's like um, you know in uh, in The Exorcist. Um, you know, the, the, the spider walk that we've talked about in the past. It's it's a super duper creepy scene. It's very unsettling. It's also a deleted it's scene. It's a deleted scene. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's because um, uh, w- w- William Friedkin. Yeah, I can't remember who directed it. I think it's William Friedkin. Uh, he, he said that he, um, he... Is he the director or the writer? I always get him confused. But uh, they said they purposely cut it out. It's because you have two climactic parts. You know, we, the mother opens up the door, finds out that, um, you know, her, her, her boyfriend, ha, you know, has died. He's, 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 you know, fell out of the window and he's fallen down the st- steps and he's, and he's broken his neck. So that's very climactic. That's, it's like, oh my God. So, and then all of a sudden we have, and then she turns and then, um, you know, Regan, Linda Blair is, is the spider walking down the stairs? They felt it didn't work because it was it was too close to each other. So you think there's a big old pacing issue at the end of this movie? I do, I do. Yeah. Too too many. I I think I counted three. So like we could have ended three different parts. So for you, the three endings would be uh, the stepmom, like the real stepmom dying to the go- the the real ghost of uh, Su Yen. The the second ending would be the revelation um, that uh, the the real stepmother led to the death of. Yeah. The real mom and the real Suyan, and the third would be what the walk or the at the dock. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Or I, her I, crying. I, I almost, the... I almost felt that we should have seen the, the scene with the stepmother and Sumi, and of course we know, you know, we know the mother had hung herself, and then and Suyan, you know, found her. I kind of felt that should have been ahead of what we got. You know, I'm not disagreeing with you here. Yeah. I felt like this movie, I, I think I was about 20 minutes, um, in, uh, left until the end of the movie. And then I just checked the time cause I go to the bathroom a lot during these things. <laughs> yeah. And so I looked and I was like, oh yeah, I've got 17 minutes left. And then I still have a lot of questions left. And then it turns out we get a whole bunch of like exposition dump towards yes. the end of the film. So I'm not disagreeing with you here. Um, I do think that this is maybe the biggest issue in the film is that we have about a 10 minute scene that might've been best suited earlier in the film to give greater context to the, the scarier stuff in the movie. Yeah. And so we're not, you know, 
thinking a little too hard or I'm sorry, I don't think it's the issue of thinking. It's it's the fact that the the film is making us ask questions that might be easily answered because the answers to these questions aren't necessarily interesting in of themselves. Yeah. So why not give it give those answers to us sooner in the film? Yes. So we have a greater understanding of the scary stuff that's happening. Yeah. Or why something might mean something. Um, I, and and I was and you know and and to me it could have been as simple as like I said it could have been it, it could have been just. This this the scene with you know with the wardrobe falling on the sister that could have been, let's say ten or fifteen minutes earlier. Then then I felt it would have, I don't, I'm not going to say it would have made more sense, but it just I, maybe it would have just made for a better ending. It, this it just it just didn't feel right to me, and I don't know if that was if that was just a mistake by by you know when they made it. I don't know. I mean, it's really difficult to have a story. Um, sort of split like that, you know, you get your breaking bads, your Vince Gilligan's and your Peter Gould that are able to do that very, very well. You can go to like pretty much any season of better call Saul or breaking bad and get these scenes that are separated from the narrative by a huge amount of time that work within like the contact or like the, the thematics of that particular episode yeah. or even within the season. But in a two hour film, you have to make sure you, if you're doing that, that you're doing it in the best possible way. Yeah. And I, I, I think we're of the opinion that if this was moved somewhere in the film, yeah. even even cut and moved in the film, yeah. that this it might have worked a little bit better. I think it, I think it would have. I, I, I wanted to. How do I explain it? It's like I, I mean, I, I know this tragic thing happened. Well, and the, I mean, the the, the real stepmom dies. Before or, we even get to or, see any or, of the you, stuff, you mean the? Uh, oh yeah, yes. You know, and, and that's it's what like, I didn't like either. I felt like it was almost like it just was out of it was out of it was out of sequence. Like it would have made more sense to, okay, we we see this, you know, we see this. This is why, you know, this is the the mother dies and and the younger sister dies, and this is why. Then we see the stepmother dying, and it and we're like, okay, good. But we don't see that until after the fact, and so it it almost gyps us a little bit. Yeah, it takes away it takes away this this feeling like this damn this damn bitch caught you know. Well, the thing about the movie is that the movie is painting the stepmother as a giant asshole throughout the entire yes, film. Yeah. Then we learn that this is a manifestation of uh, Sumi. Yeah. And we know that her perspective of this character is um, colored by the fact that. Uh, something off screen happens um, between the two. We don't see it yet because we see it at the very no, end of the movie. We don't. Um, so when the real stepmom finally shows up towards the end of the film before before the exposition dump, we think she's actually kind of cool, but because she does seem to care about she's, Sumi. Yeah, she seems, uh, and they did this, of course, on purpose. That you know, you can definitely tell there's a difference between the two. I mean, she's, she's dressed in like a dress she, suit. Yeah, very professional looking, almost like a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, her demeanor is different. Nothing like Sumi has, I guess, you like know, this manifested vapid, in her head. Yeah, yeah, like the this the the stepmom is like this vapid. Uh, Har- like harmful, abusive yeah. person. Well, you know, if you th- okay, so if but you- uh, then we get to see like the real one for a few yeah. minutes before the exposition. I mean, she seems like really cool. She, she, yeah, she seems she seems nothing like Sumi has has. You know, she's 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 manifested her, and 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 I believe this is because you know we we know 
the, the, their mother, you know, uh, gets sick and she's dying. And then, she, you know, the nurse is the, is going to be the stepmother. Um, and she's, I'm going to say a living, a living nurse. And they even had a room inside the house that was designated. And, and remember on the, on the door, it had a red cross. So it's like, you know, she, she, she needed care 24 seven. So, you know, so, so the nurse or the stepmother and the father, they developed this relationship, which, which happens, which happens in Christ in stuff like this. When, when there is, you know, he knows his, his wife is going to die. So, I mean, you know, she's sick. He, he, you know, who do you turn to? You turn to, you know, this, 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 this caregiver. And so, you know, so that they have this relationship. What I, what, what I didn't like was the fact that they got engaged. They they, don't really explain this at all. We know that they, they, you know, they, they married, I guess. And it, you know, but they, they're engaged while the mother is still living in the house and she's dying, which is just completely screwed up. So in Sumi's head, she is, she has made the stepmother this horrible monster. You know, she's just this horrible person because who else would do something like that? Yeah. Um, Of course, this is like teenage you know, teenage person syndrome because the dad is also to blame, but the dad yeah. seems to get a free pass. Yeah, he does. But uh, of course, you know, it's the father figure. There's comfort in that. Yeah. And obviously this person seems to be like invading into her life and destroying everything. So yeah. that's that's oh, why yeah. that happens. Yeah. Um, but it just seems so easily avoidable, the, the death of this. The, yeah, I mean, both the mom and the sister, but especially yeah. the sister. I mean, I think mom, we knew mom was in, inevitable, right? We knew she was terminally ill. I, I mean, I don't know if it was really explained that way, but we know she's, she was dying and, and she ended up taking her own life, which is really screwed up that she hung herself in her youngest daughter's, you know, this, this wardrobe, this, what, whatever we call in this thing. Uh, yeah. You know, this movie does a couple things up. that are very yeah. not cool. Um, yeah, it's it's not it's not it's tough. It's like look if you okay, I get it. You're gonna if you you know you're dying anyways. Your your husband is now with this woman, your nurse that's taking care of you, and you kill yourself. Okay, I understand. Understand that. I understand that. You're you, and plus you're dying. You're terminally ill here. I get that. But why do you hang yourself in your daughter's room? That that's bullshit. That does. It's not cool at all. But it, yeah. it, I mean, no, it isn't. I mean, we can sort of make the argument that a person that is terminally ill, uh, arguably not mentally. Actually, we don't really know the specifics about her mental situation. I don't. We don't know what but she if you're had. Dying. Yeah. And you're going through some stuff with your ex-husband and your family. You can almost justify it, but I mean, even with those situations in mind, don't you? I mean, you gotta have this like lingering thought in your head while this is while you're processing all this, processing yeah. all this. Yeah. Well, like be doing damage to my daughter. I mean, that has to be going through your head. Yeah. And if you really cared about your daughter and it, it seems within the film that she does, you just wouldn't do it. Is this a problem with the movie? I don't think so because the, no. the movie is so into the obfuscation of a lot of its plot specifics and even some of its character relationships that you can almost sort of hand wave this away and just be like, Oh yeah, this is the movie doing another really shitty thing. That's really hard to watch. Yeah. You know, 
I don't know. I, I totally agree, though. It sucks. It's, it sucks that you have to see it. It's terrible. And then, you because have to, and then the fact that the sister then dies. Yeah, because I mean, if you, basically yeah. with her mom and the wardrobe crushing her to death, like Crush, yeah. not just like immediately dead. She it takes her minutes to die. She's suffering. She is suffering underneath her. That's just that's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And, and there's nothing you she can do about it. You know, yeah, and this is sort of the difference between sort of Western and Eastern filmmaking. We're very shy about showing child child death yeah. here in the states. Yeah. It seems to be far more common. We, and, we yeah, in most most films they don't show it. Yeah, <laughs> we we it's it's implied, but they don't show it. Yeah, and so, um, but yeah, I mean it, it to me, you know, and I I hope we're not confusing the listeners here because we are definitely we are definitely jumping around a lot. But hey, did this you, is a hard movie to talk about. Let's it, let's be real. This movie is, is already doing some weird, confusing stuff. It, it was, and and again, you know, like we said earlier, both you and I had to, at once we. Once we, you know, stopped this thing and, and, or excuse me, once it was over with, we both did some reading because I needed to fill in those cracks because I, I, I left the movie going, no, I'm sorry, but some of this just doesn't make sense to me. And some of it did, some of it didn't. And now like, you, you left this movie though, being like, I think I pretty sure I like that movie, but right? I did. I, I, and it's not that I didn't like the movie and, and I don't felt like it completely, you know, ripped me off at the end. Because we did the same exact thing with Happy Birthday to Me, except I think it was there to resolve like problems that the film, like it was actively hurting the film, just just how bad some of the decisions were. Yeah. But for this movie, I just want to be clear that I don't think necessarily these things are mistakes. Um, no, I don't think they are. I, I, I think this movie works very, very well, yeah. despite some of the issues we're pointing out right now. Yeah. Um, just because the fact, the simple fact that the movie doesn't explicitly explain these things doesn't detract from the movie at all. I still no, like this movie. No, a lot. I did. I really did. I really enjoyed the movie. I just, it, it was, it was, it was creepy and, 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 and visually it was very, you know, I know it doesn't sound weird cause it's a horror movie, but it was, it's very pretty at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it's, I, I watched this movie. I was like, Oh yeah. I sucking my dad into watching a drama. <laughs> I, yeah. What are they calling it? A psychological horror drama. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, you know, no. I, I love the, I, there was the, there was that scene at the very beginning when the, the two sisters are on the, they're at the uh, dock in the water. It was very, that was a very, really kind of pretty, you know, pretty scene. And it's, and it's such at the beginning that we know stuff isn't going to stay this way, but I, I, I just loved it. You know, there was little, little of those things sprinkled throughout. There was a scene, this wasn't a, this wasn't a pretty scene, but it, but I loved the camera angle on this when, when it's Sumi and her father kind of going at it. And if you noticed, it would be, it would be our left, but her right side, you know, right side of her face, you could see it as clear as day. It was almost, but it was, I think it was a dark and, and I, I don't remember where they were talking, but, but it was, it seemed I like. I think they were in Suyan's bedroom. It was in her bedroom and yeah. it was, it was, it was dark. You could tell it was night, but the right side of her face was lit up it, 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 and then the left side was purposely in the dark and you couldn't see her eye. And I felt that was, that meant something. I don't know yeah. what it meant, but. Uh, it could be as simple as the, you know, the fact that she has multiple personalities. It could be, it, it, you, you know, know, and now that we're talking about it, it's, a sen- it's as simply as, a, you know, what, what we say about people is they have split personalities. In this particular scene, it's like her, her right side of her face is, is lit up and it's, and you know, and the left side is so dark and, and gloomy. It's like, it's like a splitting down the, the, the you know, the middle of her face. And yeah. And I knew it meant something, 
you know, going through this. Now, again, I, at this time, I didn't know she, she had this, this disorder, you know, where, you know, and she's manifesting, you know, I didn't know this, but I knew that scene was, it meant something. And now that we're talking about it, you know, I think that's what it meant. It was, it was, a, it was a great camera. I love little camera angles like that. What I like about this scene too, is that uh, this is uh, the sister's bedroom. And earlier in the film, we see that uh, there's actually a lamp that gives out, you know, like a soft yellow light. Yeah. But when the father and Sumi are in the bedroom, it's, it's harsh white. Yeah. Now, I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to like the, the sort of the white value of their, their light bulbs, but like a bright white <laughs> is very discomforting. You'll like see that in department stores, yeah. but for your home, if you're like bathing everything in white light, it's very odd. It almost feels like you're in a garage. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. As opposed to like a very soft yellow light that feels more comforting and uh, it just doesn't feel off. And so when I was in that scene, I was like, oh yeah. The yellow light is gone. It's all white light. And this is making a huge difference in the scene because I feel off balance. I feel off kilter. And it was just something as simple as the actors in the room being bathed in this like pure white light for some reason. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of it's is as the movie plays out, we that we get, you know, it's weird little things. It's like we know Sumi is having nightmares and we're not and we're trying to piece together these images we know that she's there's there's one particular image i think she's out in the i mean it, it seems like it's over by their home cuz they're out in the country and then we see this girl with the green dress we see the smashed um picture frame but it's so fast and we're trying to we're trying to piece it all together and then there's little things like that where we're almost like the house changes where in one scene we have, you know, we have, um, it just looks so um, old and, and almost not, I don't like to say run down, just dated maybe. And then all of a sudden it almost looks like the house has changed. And I, I again, I'm because we don't know all these things yet. I'm just trying, well, what the hell is happening here? You know, was it, was it as simply as we're, you know, what we're seeing really isn't, isn't there. It's, it's something completely different. Is it the house itself that's doing this? You know, now we find out later, it's just, it's, it's essentially what Sumi is, is seeing, you know, and there's, she's seen a lot of things in this movie, you know, but let's talk about, let's go back a little bit and let's talk about, uh, some of the, some of the creepy parts, I guess. I mean, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, okay. The, when, uh, Sumi, um, we, we see this, uh, this figure, uh, at the front of her bed. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that you know it's that kind of creepy image of it's you know we see the long black hair it's the one we you know the image we talked about that's used a lot in these movies these days, and then it starts to it, it, it you know I think it doesn't it get up and uh, on the on its legs you know I mean I don't know if that image is used a lot these days but it certainly was being it used was, a lot okay. in the early two thousands yeah. and like yeah. Korean Japanese horror yeah Korean yeah. I mean we see it in some yeah yeah right. you're right you're right yeah. I don't think we see it as much these days. Uh, there, it's still there, but not not as you know. Well, it definitely I mean, had its time. We're definitely not experts in you know foreign films, no. especially specifically Korean horror, uh, J uh, horror. Um, so maybe that is a thing, and hopefully that's something we can discover over the years as we're doing this podcast. It, Honestly, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, she. I I find it so scary that the movie is making me look at this, um, because. 
it's not necessarily the fact that I don't want to look at it. It's also the fact that I know that the film is tr- is trying to scare me. So like, what the fuck are you do- going to be, be doing to get that? I'm already unnerved. What are you going to be doing to make me jump? You know, yeah. because I'm so used to horror movies making me jump. Yeah. They, they, even though this is a very uncomfortable scene, they sort of lull you into comfortability through the uncomfortableness, yeah. if that yeah. makes sense, because nothing is, I mean, something's happening, but nothing is happening suddenly. Yeah. So you're waiting until like, well, what what's the climax of this scene? Yeah. And then it just kind of gradually, like this, this movie is really smart. It just kind of gradually increases and escalates without there being like a very specific climax that makes you jump. It just makes you very, very uncomfortable. And I I prefer that than that. The jump scares. I'm sick of the jump scares where, you know, we know that something's in the room and they look under the bed or they, they look, they do this, they do that. And then all of a sudden they, they look, they look to the side and, and there's that face and it's, it's something we see it all the time. And I'm sick of that. I, I like this because we know that figure is there and it's always moving in some cockeyed way where just, it's not natural. That, it, 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 that stuff always creeps me out. It's just, it's just so, you know, the, the, the joints and the arms and the legs and the neck, it's always, you know, it's always in some weird, it's like, okay, we know that's not natural, you know, which is a little, it's a little unsettling, yeah. you know, and then we have this and, and, and we have, and it gets on the, 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 this woman, we know it's this woman figure gets on the bed and her, her, her head is tilted. And that's important because because later on we find out it was the mother who killed herself and she hung herself. So it would make sense that her neck was broken and looked like that, you know, but, but if you didn't know that it's still creepy as hell. Yeah. But everything needs to be motivated in a film. Otherwise, why are you putting it in your film? Yeah. So the movie's doing a smart thing by making sure everything is relevant to everything else in the movie. Um, I will say now that I'm thinking about it, what's up with the hand coming out from underneath the dress and there being blood? Yeah. The, okay. So the blood I think was a representation because right after that we get a, the, the, the scene of, of the period, mm-hmm. you know, uh, where, um, uh, Sumi sees, uh, cause Su Yen has, has, uh, you know, has, uh, slept in her bed because she got, you know, scared. And, um, when Sumi gets out of bed, she, she I think she sees blood or something like that. And well, we also know that Su Yen is dead. So this is obviously Sumi going through it we and do. sort of like processing it in her own way. Yeah. So yeah. we then see her sort of lifting up her dress in the bathroom, presumably yeah. to do that, even though we don't, you know, put on exactly. like the pad, but yeah. we don't ever see it. Yeah. We see, yeah. We see her going into the, the, the medicine cabinet of her stepmother, grabbing a pad. I, there's some interaction with them. Um, but yeah, I, when I saw the blood, I, I wasn't sure what that was. I just felt it was just, okay, they threw it in just be creepy. You know, now we can, we can, we can put that together with the fact that, you know, it, she started her period or mm-hmm. had her period and, um, the hand coming out. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know if that meant anything other than it just was a little kind of, you know, a little scary. I'm not sure either. Even when we're talking about it right now, I thought I'd maybe have an answer to that because oh, I, I certainly didn't when I was watching the movie. I didn't. I, I still really don't. I what don't, the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hopefully we figure it out by the end of this podcast. If not, maybe we'll revisit I, this question because yeah. I am very curious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that scene is scary. Um, the yeah. uh, the very first scary scene in this movie is actually in uh, Su Yen's bedroom where the door opens up yeah. and we get like a figure... 
with, with, uh, the hands. with the hand, with the hand uh, doing, yeah. you know, one of the, which we'll later find out is just Su Yan trying to get out from underneath the wardrobe. So it's kind of, it's very strange that we get this ghost focused perspective of a character that's already dead. Yeah. That shouldn't mean anything. Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, like, why is this even in the film? This character's already passed away. Yeah. This is clearly contemporary. So this has happened before any of the flashbacks or the expository scenes happen. So why are we seeing it at all? Um, is, yeah. Are we just led to believe that this is an excuse for Sumi to then spend more time with the sister in the bedroom as his protective agent? You know, mm-hmm. and basically this... We can just take this as more like a dream sequence just to lead to this character to spend time with Sumi, who's yeah. dealing with the trauma of losing both her mom and her sister. Yeah. I'm not oh, sure. Man. But uh, I will say that of the scary sequences in the film, this is the one, having seen the entire movie, having pieced the puzzle together, yeah. it just doesn't really fit for me. No? No. I mean, the sequence itself is okay, but within the context of the movie, it's like, well... This character is dead. This character doesn't effectively exist right now. We know this isn't Sumi in Suyun's bed. Um, so why is it here? Well, you know, but now that we're talking about this, I mean, we could argue that none of it is makes sense. Or, you know, why is the, you know, why are we seeing the mother? And why are we seeing, you know, not the stepmother, but the mother? You know, why? I mean, we could argue that n- none of that is should be happening because, I mean, you know, they're dead. You know, are you here because for me, it's a matter of perspective, you know, Um, like it's easily explained that the sequences with the stepmom are just Sumi, you know, Um, but anything with Suyun, it is clearly not Sumi and rather just sort of almost like a physical projection of her sister. Right. Um, So like there's this clear like body relationship between the stepmother and Sumi, whereas there is no sort of body relationship yeah. um, with the sister. But I mean, so so okay. Let's let's just let's throw out the stepmother because you okay. know, as we explained, we know the stepmother. At least the way Sumi sees her is, of course, just a manifestation of uh, you know that. So we know. So that let's just throw that out, and we don't see the the true stepmother until later on in the film. So. All of these things are happening in this movie, you know, the 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 person underneath the sink, like you said, the the hand on the door, um, we you know the the you know the the creepy figure who we find out is the mother later on, but the the mother, why are all these things really happening? Is it because this is this is um, Sumi's guilt taking over, you know, or is it truly, is it truly, and we find this out again later on in the film, you know, is, is these are these just ghosts that are you know trapped inside this home because of this terrible thing that had happened it's it's definitely a mixture of both we definitely know that there are ghosts in this house because uh you know the uncle's wife sees you know exactly uh, presumably suyun um we also know that uh the step the real stepmother dies by the ghost of suyun yeah Presumably, we don't actually see the death on screen. No, yeah. yeah. Um, but we also know that a lot of what happens in this movie is really just Sumi grappling um, with the trauma of what happened to her mom and her sister. Now, whether it's a question of guilt is open for debate, I think. I think it is. I do think because the stepmother, the real stepmother, is saying you'll regret this moment. Yeah. And then that, that, that Sumi learns not long after 
that Suyin was probably still alive and that she could have been saved. And that's yeah. what the stepmom was referring to. Yeah. So it could easily be her dealing with the fact that her stepmother is a giant can't. And I say <laughs> can't as sort of like a, uh, a, a reference to a Bojack joke where they're clearly not using the word can't, yeah. right? Yeah. I know She's just about. a giant asshole. <laughs> um, and the fact that maybe if she wasn't such a jerk to the stepmom, yeah. that maybe she could have also prevented the death. It could even as be as simple as, why didn't I investigate that noise myself? Well, exactly, because it was that hatred for the stepmother. You know, it was it was that, you know, she, it, everyone heard the noise. Every single person, even the father outside, I think the father was outside at the time, heard the noise. Everyone heard it. You're not going to go and see what's going on? But then she, you know, then she sees the, you know, the, this woman, you know, her stepmother or the soon to be stepmother. And then just the hatred just builds and they have their confrontation. And, and yeah, instead of just going to see what, what was going on, I'm getting as far as away from you as I can. And yeah. And, 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 and I think that's, she, she knows that she probably could have saved her sister and that, that guilt and like you said, the, the regret just was so overwhelming. And she is, I, mean, I think gosh, that has to be it because they, they be. must have found scratch marks on the wardrobe, you know? Oh my God. Like we don't see I that mean, in the film, but we do know she's scratching at the wardrobe. So yeah. they would have easily found out that, oh yeah, she didn't immediately die. She was trying to get help for a long time. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's sad. And then, yeah, I mean, could you imagine that, you know, that, you know, look, I mean, you didn't cause it, but you could have, you could have saved your sister, you know, someone that she was super protective of, you know, and, and she didn't, I, I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, I couldn't live with something like that. That's horrible. You know, and, and I think that's why it's, it's, you know, I mean, who knows over time you just start developing these, you know, these feelings and, and, and these, um, thoughts and they just overwhelm you at some point and then you just you kind of go a little little nutty right i mean that's essentially what happens i mean you know we know she's in the in the hospital you know i don't know how long she was there for did they ever say how long she was there for i don't know no. i mean you know I, and so i mean you know but yeah um you know creepy creepy wise i mean we you know we talked about the kitchen uh, the kitchen scene was I, I I tell you what I I enjoyed the scene where where you know the the I think it's let's just call her the aunt um, and they're driving and she says and she says yeah you know I saw someone underneath the sink and then we go back to the house and the stepmother is she's at the table and she hears a noise you know coming from the sink area and she goes to investigate it and and then I loved the little you know it was that it was that it was that shot where. They look. They pan over to the um, the, the kitchen table, and we see a, a woman there with a green dress on. Yeah, I really like that shot too because the step, the, the quote unquote stepmother, yeah. is uh, blocking the table with their head. <laughs> yeah, she goes down to look what's underneath the sink, and then we see that the, there's someone sitting at the table that should be. That was, and it yeah. was so. It was so just nonchalant, you know. And I would almost argue if you weren't paying attention, you would miss it. You would miss that, you know, and I loved it. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, we know it's not there anymore. And then, 
you know, she, she hears some other noises and then I, I, what does she look down? Isn't there an earring? It's, I think it's an earring. I think it's like a clip. Is it a clip? Like okay. a hair clip. Maybe a clip, maybe something that the, the, the woman who was there earlier who had the seizure maybe lost and she went to grab it or just, well, or I just something. I don't think it was there before. I think it's supposed to be like Suyen's or maybe the mom's okay. hair clip. It's not explained. Yeah. And then she goes to grab it. And of course, you know, we, we get the hand that comes out. That's like the one jump scare I think in the movie. Yeah. There's not that. a lot. No, there's, there's not a lot of jump scares. Um, for me, if we're going to talk about uncomfortable scenes now, it would definitely be the closet scene. Yeah. And this is where we talk about child abuse that I, I feel that I personally uh. am not equipped to talk about. <laughs> um, but, uh, the, the, that whole scene was deeply uncomfortable where, yeah, I like that. you know, where the stepmother, I mean, you know, any sort of parental role step or not, you're supposed to be a, a comforting figure for your child. And, breaking down that trust and i know these are between two characters that effectively don't exist i don't think that matters um breaking down that trust to throw your kid as a punishment into a deeply uncomfortable space that is beyond upsetting for the the child is totally unacceptable and obviously one of the worst things i've seen in the you know in film in general and especially this film yeah you know like i think that was probably the most effective slash worst scene in the film for me. I was, yeah, I was like almost cringing. Yeah. I was, at, I was, was like too. saying like, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> the entire time. I was yeah. just so deeply uncomfortable. I, I didn't, I didn't like it either. Um, it's a little bit different for me too. I'm not a father. I know you are, so you can probably speak more to this than I can. There's no way. Yeah. I, there's no way I would, you know, it, it wouldn't matter. Um, I don't care if you're, uh, I just don't like the, I mean, I know we're saying this constantly step, step in, but I, I, you know, mother, father, that's how I look at it. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, you don't do that. And that was, that was very uneasy for me. I didn't like it. Um, and then she just was messing with her, you know, almost beg, you know, you need to say you're sorry, but beg to get out of here. And then when you say you're sorry, yeah, no, I'm going to close it back up on you. And then you're going to, I just don't, I don't like that. And I know I've seen that before. You know, in in uh, another horror movie, I can't think of it offhand, but I just I don't like it. Yeah, the sort of psychological manipulation there, like making yeah. you making you forgive for something you haven't done, and then punishing you anyway when you say you wouldn't. Like, there's just a level of abuse going on there that is hard to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, these are all, you know, this is all in Sumi's head. That's mm-hmm. just what's happening. And it's like, Jesus, how, how much, you know, it's like, it's like the, this, like we said earlier, the guilt, it's like how much of this guilt is just has overwhelmed her that she is, she is, is, is basically imagining all of these different scenarios and things. And it's just, this is basically a sort of a hard movie for her, like a, her own horror film that she's sort yeah. of making up as, as we're watching the movie. Yeah. It's, I it's mean, she's terrible. making these hard scenes for herself. I mean, within yeah. the context that, you know, she hates the stepmom and that, uh, yeah. she's protective of her sister who's now dead. And I think she sort of knows that, but she hasn't come to like she's in denial. She hasn't. Well, she is because I mean we, you know, we find that there's um, there's the scene where um, where the uh, the father uh, the stepmother says she hears something. The father goes to investigate, and he you know fi- the stepmother has two birds that she really cares for, and we see them earlier on in the in the cage, and the, even the sisters make a comment that we should kill them or let them go or something like that, and you know because the stepmother would be devastated. And so the father finds one of the birds dead. And so, you know, 
the, the stepmother, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's, she sees the, the father, you know, taking the bird out, I think to bury it or something like that. And she's of course, you know, very upset by this. And, and then I think she, she, she finds the other dead bird in Su Yen's, you know, in Su Yen's bed. Obviously, Sumi is the one who killed the birds. Yeah, I'm curious: is are the birds supposed to be Sumis, or are they supposed to be the stu- like the I, real stepmothers? You know, see, that's the thing. I I, I guess they're the real stepmothers. Mm. I think. I, it's, I think. I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know either. It's again. It's a, there's a little there's a little gray area in these. You know, we're we're sitting here and we're kind of just you know, uh, I don't know, kind of guessing on some of this stuff. You know, um, I mean, we we definitely know the stepmother is is different than than the way you know sumi thinks she is and but like sumi isn't necessarily wrong um she's kind of right in in sort of like the general context like she likes come on the the stepmother led to the death of the sister she sucks absolutely absolutely um just because we see a show of her being nice doesn't mean she's actually cool that's just sort of the movie sort of making putting you in this just so they can pull the rug out from you again in yeah. a few minutes. That's what the film's doing. Yeah, because they paint her diff- different ways. You know, when we see her towards the end in the suit, we think, okay, she's not that bad. Then, you know, of course, then you know, what kind of person, you know, what kind of person who is taking care of uh, this this person, you know, this this let's say the mother, and then you're having, I don't know, I, I, I mean, if you think about it, it's an affair. It's an affair. It doesn't matter whether she's dying or not. They're still married. You're having an affair with this guy and you're taking care of his dying wife. Who the hell does that? No, there's justification to be mad at the stepmom. Yeah, but there's so, also a yeah. lot of justification to be mad at the dad. You oh, spent you spent uh, yeah. far more time we with don't, the, yeah. the real mom. We than don't have, else. hold him really accountable at all. He's his character is strange to me throughout this. I just and I and I and I think they did it on purpose. There's just he's just so blasé through the whole thing. He I mean he never smiles, never nothing. It's just well, of course he doesn't. He's kind of dealing with this. Yeah, with you know the he's still dealing with the death of. His wife, I guess, um, but definitely his daughter. And then the fact that now he now has to keep, yeah. take care of his, I, you know, I'm going to, sorry, I, you know, his damaged daughter. Yeah. Um, I use that kind of regrettably. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I don't want to discount mental illness at all. And again, you know, so, so, you know, when I say that, it's like, okay, well, we don't know all these things until the end. You know, we know some th- things are happening, but we don't know all the, you know, everything hasn't, hasn't kind of come into place. So, but yeah, it's, it's almost like the life has been sucked out of him. Yeah. You know, and for, for good reason, because I mean, if you think about it, if you go back to the, the picture that they, they'd found in, in, in the, the real mother's little, um, I don't know what you call that, a little, uh, little box. And, and it had, you know, like we were talking earlier, it had jewelry and it had, I think it had some other things in there, but in, it had a lot of pictures and there was a picture of, of the father and the mother and they were, they looked happy and they were in a car and they looked so young. And, and in this movie, he's got the gray hair and the girls aren't that old. I I don't know, 14, 15. I'm just going to guess. I mean, he's got the, he's got the full on gray hair. He just looks like, you know, life is just beat him up. And, and so I, I, you know, I'm sure the father also feels guilt. You know, he yeah. probably handled that situation pretty poorly. Yeah, he we did. don't actually get to see his headspace all that much, so we don't actually know no, how, what he's thinking or feeling. We know he's exasperated throughout the entire film, yeah. and we know we know that he wants his daughter to be better, and that he yeah. has a lot of patience with her. Um, but that's about it. But you're yeah. right. Uh, I, I, 
I don't like this idea that the father isn't held accountable. He is definitely responsible for the death of his wife, um, you know, in, in some degree. Some degree. She and, was dying, but still, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't know if there was a discussion between the two of them, but the yeah. fact that the mom is killing herself because yeah. she kills herself at the their engagement, yeah. I mean, there there must not have been a meaningful discussion there. In fact, you know, it, this is just breaking down so so many ideas of what we think of like monogamy and yeah. love and you know how to deal with you know the passing of uh, of a loved one um in such a weird way and the film doesn't really take time to explore that it just kind of happens and we're supposed to deal with it but when you're asking your audience to just deal with something there's usually an expectation that it's relatable and this isn't relatable i don't know a lot of people who who continue to live and nurse their dying spouse or yeah. ex-spouse while yeah. then pursuing a new relationship, especially <sighs> a new relationship with the, a caregiver. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's very, very weird. It, it is. It is. Now this, this confuses me a little bit. And so do you, did you think that the okay that the stepmother was living there? Because I got the impression that she wasn't living there at all. That it was just the dad and Sumi. That oh, that, if you're talking about within the film, yeah, it was no, just the two of them. Yeah, just the two of them. But yeah, so where? So I guess my question to you would be: Is is the dad and the stepmother not together anymore? But she's still around. I think they are together. I think. See, this is where. Like the, I don't think there's like good or bad people in this movie. I just think there are complicated people that are very culpable of shitty things. Yeah. I've seen all of BoJack. I'm very familiar with this idea. Um, so I think that's the fact that I think this stepmom totally sucks. I still think there are cool things about her. And I actually do think that there might even be a part of her who wants Sumi to get better. Yeah, I think so, You know, too. because... I, I don't think it's an act when she's actually trying to get Sumi to feel better and, you know, encouraging her to get to a better place in, in the couple scenes we see her in. Mm. But I, I think the reason we don't see the, the stepmom in the actual house is because her and the father think it's a good idea for yeah. them to be separated. Yeah. While, she, while Sumi is kind of reacclimating herself to the home environment. She's just getting out of the hospital. So, so bringing the, the stepmother into the equation as well would just be, yeah. Oh man. But I do yeah. think that the stepmom and the dad are still They're together. They're still together. That's, yeah, that's what I, I think. That's what I, okay. That, that makes sense. That, that, that I, that I get, but there okay. must've been like some mutual decision to say, Hey, yeah. Sumi is in a bad spot. We know there's animosity here. Yeah. So let's just, oh, until she sure. gets better, stay out, St- stay away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of thought that might've been the case, but it just, again, wasn't really explained. A lot of stuff isn't explained, you know? Um, and you know, us talking about it right now, I think, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're filling in some of the, you know, some of the cracks that, uh, you know, maybe we, we either didn't, uh, we didn't catch during the film or maybe, you know, reading, reading it online. We just, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, I still enjoyed the movie. I, I really did. Um, there are a lot of things about the movie to like, um, you know, I, I, the, um, the, uh, the scene where, um, we see the stepmother in that, that bag, 
Um, and she's, she's dragging it, you know, dragging it through the hallway. And we know it's, it, it just, it's a bloodied big old bag, which, you know, we just assume it's a, you know, we assume at the time it's, it's uh Su Yen, um, or it's something, we know it's some sort of body. Cause it's, you know, the, when she's dragging it, there's blood behind and, and she's, and then I think she takes like a, I don't know if it's like a fireplace poker or something. And she's, she's smashing taking out some aggression on it, you know? Yeah. It's deeply uncomfortable. It's, 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 it is uncomfortable. Yeah. It almost reminded me of, um, and I think this is actually where the movie sort of benefits from it being unexplained. Cause yeah. you're like, well, this is yeah. odd and crazy. Like what the hell's going on? Like, yeah. see, that's when the movie is getting you to sort of, you know, it's like trying to balance on one leg of your chair and try not to fall. This is where like, it's doing that beautifully, you know, yeah. like it, it takes me out enough to make me unnerved and off kilter. And that's, I think that's where the obfuscation is doing a really good job. Yeah. What does yeah. it remind you of though? Um, it reminds me of, do you remember audition? Did you ever see audition? We, we watched it together we, yeah, when was, I was like 14. Yeah. A yeah. long time ago. <laughs> and you know, and, and, and at the time I watched it, I'd heard good things about it and I felt it was fairly boring. Oh, I, I remember liking that movie and I'm pretty sure, I don't think I ever rewatched it. Okay. So maybe I got 14 year old glasses on. You, so you maybe might. I would like this movie less, but I remember liking it back then. I, I thought it was, uh, I like that hate... movie freaked me out, especially with like the scene with, scene with a tongue. Yeah. And then of course some... the, the whole climax of the film was, see, yeah. the movie doesn't need to like, it just, if a movie like makes me have a physical reaction and it's trying to do that. It's a successful film in my eyes. Yeah. You know, even if the pacing might be a little slow. Well, the, the reason I bring it up is, is there was a scene in that movie, which I thought was the best scene and the scariest scene where, and it, and, 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 and it had to do with a, a bag. And that's why I bring it up because that's what this kind of reminded me of. Not, not, not exactly the same for sure, but the, in an audition where, you know, the, 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 the girl is waiting for a, t- a telephone call. Do you remember that scene where she's, oh my gosh, she's waiting. She's literally almost sitting by the phone. And, and this is like days, it seems like just waiting for the phone call to happen. And oh, then, I do. Yeah. And it's so freaking. And then we see, I think there's a, there's a bag behind her and it moves or something. I think there's a body in it. And, and then she, she gets the telephone call and she just has this, uh, Oh my gosh, this uns- just creepy, so scary, like psychopathic uh, smile on her face, you know? Um, and it, it and that was honestly, I mean, that was really the only memorable scene I thought in audition. Um, it, it, to me, it was, I don't know, maybe if I rewatched it, maybe I'd like it more. It was a long time ago. Well, I guess or, we have to rewatch it. Yeah, point. we may have to rewatch that, but, <laughs> but that's, I don't know what, you know, that's, I, I, I you know, only probably because the fact that it was dealing with with bags, <laughs> that's probably. But I, watching it today, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of audition. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was. You know, it, it was. Uh, it's, it's like we know there's something inside of it, um, and yeah, and then I think don't we find out later on that again? Of course, because we know none of this is really happening. Um, it's, you know, Sumi is imagining everything and it's, it was as simple as it was, it was a bag, but it was a, wasn't like a, some sort of doll. Yeah. It was a porcelain doll. A porcelain doll that, you know. Yeah. Sumi is, uh, you know, Sumi's going through a bunch of shit. 
and she's sort of processing this trauma in her own way. Um, and that's sort of fighting with herself. And, uh, you know, maybe I, I don't think she's mad at the bag itself or what's in the bag, but rather just this idea that the contents of the bag might hold her dead sister and that she's pissed upset that yeah. her sister's at it at all and yeah. the hitting it with the poker is just no i don't accept this at all yeah you know like yeah. sh- that's her dealing with her rage in my opinion yeah yeah because i mean we you know we we find out later of course it's you know we know it's a doll in there but i mean she's there's that scene where she's you know she sees the she sees the bag in the hallway and she's doing everything she can to try to open it up and she can't Oh, she cannot get it open. She, you know, she, she, she's looking for a knife. She's looking for scissors. She can't. And, and that idea, I actually like the scene because, because it's, it's, you know, a, we think a bag is so simple to open, you know, and, and you, and at any time you could probably find anything to open it. I mean, you could use a key to open up something or, you know, you know, you could tell like the, like the jagged end uh, and, and, you know, the jagged part of a key you could use to, to open several things. And here she is and she's got this, we know it, there's blood on the floor. It's, it's the size of a body. She's assuming it's her sister. She's freaking out. She can't find anything to open this bag and the, and the, and it, and it just, it's, it's like this, this moment of, uh, oh man, it's almost like you're helpless. You know, you can't. And to me, it reminded me of a, almost like a dream, you know, where, you know, you have a dream and, and you, you know, you want to do something, but, but it's, it's almost like a, uh, like you're running away from someone and you can't move because you're in quicksand or, it's just it's it's like that. She it was just felt so helpless and and that's what it reminded me of. It almost reminded me of a dream, mm-hmm. you know, like like anyone could have, and it may not be a, a bag on a ground, but it could be just something that, um, that should be so easy for you to be able to open or run away from or whatever it is, and you can't, you can't do it, and that's what I felt with that scene. I I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, the performance in that scene was killer. In fact, the performance in this whole movie for everybody is really it's good. Really Everyone good. was casted very well. Yeah. But for that particular scene, my reading of it is she couldn't find anything sharp because the dad hit out, hit all the sharp objects. Hit all the sharp. That, that, you, that, think that it, was, you think it was as simple as that? That was my reading of it. She had to oh, search yeah. really hard to find oh, anything so you sharp. Just, so I just had this really cool, <laughs> this really cool deep, you know, uh, realization, and then you just squashed it with no, bro. She's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy, and dad doesn't want uh, to be stabbed during the middle of the night. <laughs> no, it's more about. No, I'm kidding. It, it, I know. Uh, but it's like self-harm. I think that the dad is scared yeah. that she might self-harm. Yeah, that, that's you know, true. She's not in yeah. a good spot. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, that doesn't take away from your point at all. <laughs> I know, she could yeah. have easily like <laughs> unwrapped the rope. But she, she tried. She tried. She couldn't get it. That's what I'm saying. It was she, no matter how hard she tried, she couldn't. In fact, I felt that as she was trying to unravel it, it was tightening more. Hmm. You know, when you're, when you're, uh, I've done this before where I'm, I get home and I'm exhausted and I want to take off, I got to take off my shoes, but I want to untie them and, and, and they don't untie right. And then they knot up and then you're pissed and you go to, you go to like pull on it and it just tightens it more and you, and, and you get frustrated. That's what was happening here is like, she, she couldn't get it. She couldn't get it open. And it felt like the, whatever was wrapped around the bag was tightening more. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, uh, 
So where are we at now? Um, I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about, I mean, you know, we've, we've jumped around quite a bit. Um, and hopefully we haven't confused everyone, but I think we've touched on, I mean, most of it, I mean, we, you know, we, we get to that, we get to the ending, you know, um, where, you know, uh, we know, we know, you know, Sumi has this disorder. She's, um, she's, uh, manifested her this this version of her stepmother and she has manifested her her dead sister you know and and we know that um that a lot of this stuff could have been avoided if the stepmother well the, you know I, this could have been avoided if people were less shitty to each other yeah you just, know just really and, and i get it and i you know like we said i mean we understand why everyone feels the way they feel yeah we can't argue with any of it people are complicated and shitty things happen and what are you gonna do i the world would be a perfect place if we were all very communicative and not shitty to each other yeah. Um, but sometimes I guess that's unavoidable in life. I mean, no, oh, it one, is. you're not going to be perfect. The people you're around aren't going to oh. be perfect. There's yeah. I mean, no, it's, that's, that's just reality. Right. Yeah. I mean, we come across probably crappy people every single day, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just the, it's just the way that's the way it is. Unfor- it's unfortunate. And, and that's what we see here. All of this could have been avoided. You know, the, the, the mother's death, look, that was inevitable, whether it was by her hanging herself or just dying from whatever illness she had, she was going to die, but father was wrong in what he did. So was the stepmother the nurse, you know, um, Sumi could have, could have, uh, you know, maybe acted a little differently and, you know, but, but the, you know, we know her guilt, you know, remorse. It 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 took took her over. I mean, she she went batty, you know, because of it. She felt so much guilt from from the death of I would say more so her sister because you know she could have she could have prevented that, you know, and and so that's you know, so yeah, we've talked about this whole movie now. I I think we're the opinion we both like this movie. I did like it, uh, you which know. is kind of a shock. I know you don't like reading subtitles. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate reading subtitles because I, I always feel like it takes away from stuff that's happening within the movie because I got to look to the bottom of the uh-huh. screen and read and I don't want to miss something that's happening in the background. The good thing with this is there wasn't a lot of dialogue. I could say the same thing for, you know, we talked about um, uh, high tension. High tension is one. You know, um, sure. It's no, but, that, but no, there's not a lot saying. of dialogue in high tension. No, so, I, I, I know where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm okay with like, I'm okay with, with some, with, with, you know, with some, uh, with some subtitles. Um, you know, um, I think it's something you get used to over time. I've, I've just seen so many, yeah. so much anime I mean, at this point. I don't, yeah, yeah, it's true. No. I don't, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but if I had a preference, I, no, I don't want to see subtitles. You know, I want, I want just, I want to know what exactly they're saying and hell, I would even go as far as say, dub it, which I know takes, I know, listen, listen to me though. I know, but hold on a second. I'm not saying dubs outright are bad, but (laughs) a lot of dubs just don't really do credit to the original performances. It it does. It takes away from the original performances. I agree a hundred percent, but because I grew up on those old you know, kung fu movies from the 70s and 80s. Let me just pop in here real fast, bro. That's totally different. That's just so different. Now, I'm not an expert on on the subject, 
but like those dubs almost sort of reveled in like campiness and like they they, they, they didn't true. really take it t- too seriously. All right, yeah, you got me there. And what if you, you were there. trying to watch a dub of this movie and there was mismatching dialogue? The performances were like they just hired a two hundred dollar actor off the street said, "Hey, yeah, can I get true. you for a couple hours? Can you do some yeah. lines for me?" Like I'm not saying that's how it was done. I know and that's how it feels. No, it was done. You're you're right. You're you're right in in that point. But what I'm telling you is, when I watched those as a youngster, and I know they're quite different. I know the kung fu versus you know something like this. You know the psychological horror drama is, is quite different. But I I didn't mind it then. It was it was fine for me with this. Um, you know, I, I felt there wasn't a ton of dialogue and, and when they when dialogue was happening, I didn't feel like I was missing anything from the movie itself. Right. But I'm, let's, I'm giving let's, you a hard time. I know, I know. you are. I know you are because you know how much I, I I don't want to read. I just want to enjoy the movie itself. Um, you know, like for instance, um, you know, speaking of speaking of dubbed and kung fu, Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle was a fantastic movie. That movie has a shit ton of dialogue though. It does have a shit ton of dialogue and I've watched both versions. And I've watched I've watched the subtitle version and I've watched the the dubbed version and and most of the voices, some of the voices are okay in the dubbed version and some are really really bad, but I would prefer that because I know what kind of movie I'm watching. I'm watching a campy kung fu, you know, it, it, it's truly a campy comedic kind of funny uh awesome uh kung fu movie that's what we're talking about here it's a yeah i wish a, that movie was a horror film just so we could talk I about know, it on that this podcast. Movie's badass. i love I, that movie i freaking love that movie yeah. but but you know the the point is you know um i've watched both of them and and i hate to say i prefer the dub because i don't want to i just want to enjoy what's happening on the screen i don't want it to read stuff and and but this this was fine you know, I think we've rambled way too much about subtitles, but yeah, I, I, I think that's my bad. I shouldn't have said anything. That's okay. That's okay. That wasn't even my point of this film. <laughs> I know, but I, I yeah. just wanted to say, Dad, you like this movie? But I did. I I like this movie. I like this movie too. I, I did. I, I liked um, this a lot. I thought it was good. Um, now, did you like this as a horror movie, or did you like this more as a drama? Because this is a movie he's doing both. I, I, I'm I, I'm split. Really? I'm split about. You know, I don't know. Maybe if you're 50, split, yeah. then that's a, I think a big compliment. It is because that's I think a big so. compliment for the horror side. And this movie yeah. only has a few horror scenes in it. Yeah. No. I. 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 Like I said, I think they did a good job with it. I mean, I. I hope it doesn't come across that we, you know, we th- we felt there was a lot of problems. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is there's there's a couple of movies we've talked about now where I specifically have pointed out a lot of issues. Yeah. Um. But I, for this particular movie, I'm we're bringing up a lot of stuff because I think overall we, we liked this movie, yeah. And we're just so 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 in the the faults were so unfocused because everything else was just so good. So the faults themselves just kind of stood out. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like this movie a lot too. No, and I would definitely. I mean, you know, to, to any of our listeners, I would I would definitely recommend this. I would recommend go watching this. If you haven't seen this and you've listened to this podcast and you're still interested, please go see it. Yeah, I mean, we've totally, I mean, you know everything that's going to everything that's gonna happen in the movie, so it's not going to be a surprise. And, you know, these are one. Of, this is one of those movies, this is not a slasher, you know, so, you know, it's not like a killer running around, you know, and slicing everybody up. This is, you know, this is a thinker and, and it has a surprise ending. Um, and so we probably completely ruined it for you, but, you know. But still check it out because I, I I definitely think it's worth a watch. If this is at all interesting to you, you'll enjoy this movie. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. I guess uh, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. 
Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, come back next uh, week. I think we're going to be doing uh, My Bloody Valentine because we got Valentine's Day rolling up. So we felt uh, My my Bloody Valentine, uh, the 1981 movie, not that uh, not that remake from I don't know how many years ago, um, but the 1981 uh, slasher My Bloody Valentine. We'll be doing that next week with uh, with our guest, Morris Hoyleman. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us at both Twitter and Instagram at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can purchase merch and stay up to date on current episodes as well as news and events. We hope you come back and get an earful. See you soon.